961 ESPN Matt Joseph's here, taking up to 4 o'clock. No Bob Black today, but we do have the World Series tonight, Game 5. Could it be the World Series final game? We can uh, get back to our discussion a little bit later on in the show. But also, Monday is the start of the college basketball season for everybody. Uh, that includes the Richmond Spiders. They will host VMI 7 o'clock. Our coverage begins at 6.30 here on 1061 ESPN. Joining us now, the center of the team, one of the veterans. Uh, joining us now is Neil Quinn. Neil, how's it going i'm doing great how are you doing well neil before we get to the basketball and everything how was your halloween uh, did you get a chance to uh, dress up yesterday uh yeah i mean i didn't uh, necessarily celebrate yesterday but uh this weekend I, I definitely did um i was a mechanic are there a lot of costumes for seven footers no nah, that's why you gotta make do it what you can <laughs> Uh, so, Neil, obviously we've heard, you know, in, the, in these preseasons there's a lot of secret scrimmages. Um, how did the team look? You guys played Florida International. You guys played Virginia Tech. How do you think you guys came out of those two games? Yeah, I think we, uh, we definitely learned a lot from them. Um, you know, obviously we're trying our best to win the scrimmages, but also we're trying to figure out rotations, uh, matchups, and, you know, certain plays that we think will work. So I think it was a very good learning experience, especially with a group of guys I haven't played together much at all really so it was great to just get on the court with these guys and figure out where everybody fits we all hear about uh, building chemistry on the court and obviously that's very important what do you guys do as a team off the court are you guys uh you, you do a lot of exercising off the court you play video games how are you building chemistry away from the court yeah i mean we we pretty much just hang out with each other all the time um you know we the older guys live in apartments so a bunch of the younger guys and stuff we all hang out at each other's apartments bunch of guys have dogs so we all bring the dogs over and it's kind of just like a giant little uh little hangout so i mean it's great we all just hang out together it's uh it's different than some of the other teams i've been on uh, obviously you did not start your career with the spiders so you're familiar with the transfer process there are several new transfers on this team what's some of the advice that you're giving these guys who are coming over to the spiders for the first time yeah to uh really just be confident you know you, you were brought here for a reason uh, the coach staff has a lot of trust in you. Um, we all have trust in each other. Um, and just, you know, don't, I mean, obviously find your spot in the offense and, and learn what we're trying to do and, and learn the scout and learn the defense. But mostly just go out there and, and you, know, you know, be who we want you to be and, and uh, be confident and attack every game because we need everybody. Uh, what did you spend your offseason working on? Where did you, uh, what were some of the finer points that you worked on in the offseason? Yeah, so for me, it was, you know, three-point shooting. Uh, I worked a lot with Grant and TJ this summer, um, you know, particularly with, like, uh, little shorter shots, just, like, working on my touch. And then with Coach DeMeo and, and Coach Andy, our, our trainer and uh, strength and conditioning coach, I'm just getting my body better. I think that's – and it's shown in the scrimmages, getting more rebounds and stuff like that. Obviously, you never fouled out last year. How important is it to make your fouls count? There's guys behind you. There is some size on this team behind you, but you are a very important part of this roster. How do you kind of decide mentally when you want to foul somebody and when you might want to let someone go because you have to preserve the fouls you have? Yeah, I mean, that's a, a tough situation. I mean, we try to practice without fouling um, and try to not put ourselves in positions where we need to foul. Um, but... To be honest with you, I don't really think too much about it. Uh, I try not to give up easy layups. So uh, just, I've just mean, taught my whole life to just stay straight up, and so we'll see how some of the rule changes affect that. But I think it'll be great, and just 
you know, try not to foul, but if you have to give one up, don't be afraid. You got guys behind you. You obviously had a really great opportunity this offseason to play with the Irish national team in, in the FIBA Eurobasket pre-qualifiers. Uh, you put up some solid numbers. What was it like to play in something like this, and how much experience from that can you carry over to, to college basketball? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a great experience. Uh, playing for your country, is it, it's just different. Um, it was like a great amount of pride, you know, having family seeing me there. And um, But, yeah, I think just stuff that I learned from the game, um, some of it is just different, you know, depending on the rule changes and stuff like that. Some of it wouldn't really translate too well, but I think it was more just like being able to play this summer at a really high level with, you know, professional guys was really what was important for me this year. And then obviously going forward, learning that style of offense um, will be beneficial down the road. But I think it was just to stay tuned and to keep working this summer that was big for me. Isn't one of the differences in the rules there's more goaltending or at least goaltending that would be called in college basketball is not necessarily called in, in overseas basketball? Yeah, so if the ball hits the rim, the defense can knock it off and the offense can tip it in. So normally there's like the cylinder um, that they call. Like if the ball is still on the cylinder, then you can't put it back in. But we actually won the game because – one of our teammates, the, the he shot a layup and the ball was hanging on the rim and I tipped it back in to help win the game. So, I, I mean, that was the biggest difference, I'd say. And then people would try and tip your, if you shot a free throw, they'd try to tip it off the rim. But it didn't really happen too much. It's rare, but it definitely does happen. One of the best parts of your season last year was you were one of three of the players that played in every single game. How do you attribute your durability? Like, Do you do extra things to take care of your body pre- and post-game that you're able to be so durable? Yeah, um, I definitely credit Andy and, and Coach DeMeo with that. Uh, we do a lot with the lifting and you know, on the days off that we have, coming into the training room, making sure we get – uh, our bodies right and taken care of. So I definitely credit them a lot to my durability. There's a lot of freshmen and some sophomores in this on this team. How important is it for you to be not just the really good guy on the court, but also to be the leader off the court? I mean, it's everything. Um, the you know coaches have talked to me. TJ and Grant told me that you know it, it really depends on me uh, to be a leader for this team. I'm the I'm the most you know veteran Richmond guy pretty much and my voice has to mean a lot and it has to be heard. So it's really up to me to, to, to determine, you know, how good this team's going to be. So I'm looking forward to that challenge. It definitely means a lot that the coaches and stuff have a lot of trust in me to make sure that we get there. Are you more a do what I do type leader or do what I say type leader? Uh, I think you obviously need a mixture of both. Um, you know, like the voice needs to be heard, but, you know, if your actions don't, you know, line up with with what you're saying, then people are going to have faith in you. And uh, I don't, I don't really believe in the do what you say type thing. It's more of you know, follow my actions, and then if I tell you to do something um, that we need done, then definitely do it. Monday night is VMI, and obviously these early games uh, on the schedule, you don't know necessarily a ton about these teams. There's some players that come in. There's some players that come out. You don't know the systems they run. What are some of the keys to having some success in these early games when you may not know completely the game plans and everybody you're going up against? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of it is you know making sure if we don't know what they're doing, then we have to be certain to know what we're doing, uh, run our stuff, and and have trust in our offense, and then also for me personally to be aggressive to get shots up, um, 
you know, I, I need to get about, I'm looking at the, my predecessor stats, you know, at least eight, nine, ten shots a game. So that's something I, I'm going to work on and, and try to, you know, demonstrate early that I'm being aggressive and then let that carry on to the season so that teams know when you play Richmond, you got to worry about Big 32. That said, what do you at least know early on about the key that's your first opponent? Um, not much. We're going to watch film on them probably uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I'm not really too sure. I mean, when we played them last year, I think it's probably a whole different team, just like how we are. Um, and they had, I think, the new coaches last year, so I, I don't really know, like, what their culture is like. Um, but I, I'm sure they'll they'll be, you know, hungry. They've been practicing just like everybody else, and, and they're trying to come in here and try and get a win, so we got to make sure we knock that off. Obviously, the preseason predictions don't mean anything, but the preseason predictions have you guys lower in the standings. Do you use that as a chip on your shoulder, bulletin board material? Um, yeah, I mean, I think no one really cares too much about the rankings, um, especially nowadays when rosters are entirely new for the most part. So, um, But we, we definitely look at that as, as a little bit disrespectful. Um, but, yeah, we're going to use that as fuel for sure. Uh, we're not going to finish as well as I think we are. Uh, Monday night, 7 o'clock, Richmond hosting VMI at the Robin Center. Our coverage begins at 6.30. We are your home for Richmond Spiders basketball. Uh, Neil, good, uh, good luck this season, and uh, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. All right, uh, that is uh, Neil Quinn of the Richmond Spiders. They have VMI on Monday, and they have Siena Saturday. Those are their only two games uh, next week. They are both at home. VMI is 7 o'clock tip. Uh, Siena is at 8 o'clock, obviously, to make uh, room for the football game that will also be taking place on that Saturday. So uh, it'll be a double dip of uh, Spiders Athletics here on our airwaves. Uh, all right, let's take a timeout. By the way, VCU fans, Zeb Jackson will be on the show tomorrow at 3.15. Did the interview earlier today. We will play it tomorrow at 3.15. But let's take a timeout. Coming up, we'll talk a little ACC football and a little JMU football with a guy who's getting familiar with the Dukes, uh, having done some of their games and uh, you know getting to broadcast what they do. Roddy Jones of the ACC Network will join us. We'll get his thoughts on the scheduling model and what he's seen so far from the ACC. You're listening to 106.1 ESPN.